Hello, and welcome back to Deplorable, a podcast about a couple of friends dredging the internet to find the deepest lore. I think that's what I usually say. I'm Michael Bastine. And I'm Billy Staples. And today, our topic is the one, the only, the myth, the legend, Baba Yaga. Billy, can you give our audience a, uh, a rundown? I'll try. Uh, so Baba Yaga is, the, is a supernatural being from Slavic fol- folklore, if I can speak, who is sort of a ferocious-looking old woman, kind of your stereotypical witch kind of looking thing. And the only thing that I could find that differentiates her from a, nor- from a normal how we view witches is instead of a broom, she rides around in a mortar and pestle. Yeah, that's definitely an interesting change from uh, from the usual, the norm. I guess. Well, really, when you're talking about when you're talking about mythology, the norm is very subjective, culturally speaking. I guess the other the other thing that separates her from normal witches is her house has chicken legs. Yeah, her house does kind of run around. It just a little bit. It just kind of runs around, which I I found interestingly was based on something that real people do. Wait, like houses just grow chicken legs? No, not usually. But there's a there's a a group, some groups of nomadic people in apparently in Siberia, which build their um like supply cabins up on long stilts that look like big chicken legs. Oh, they okay. don't intentionally make them look like big chicken legs. It's yeah. just to keep the houses off the ground. But it's basically to ward them against uh animals in like long periods of of absence. You get into the house from like a trap door underneath in the bottom of it. That makes sense. Yeah, which which I thought was a really neat sort of. Obviously, the the Baba Yaga lore is very supernatural and fantastic in the more traditional sense of the word. But the fact that you know all of these myths, all of these legends, they're all inspired by real life things. There's a little bit of truth to every myth. So I have to I have to bring this up quickly because mm-hmm. I did I did. Before waking up, well, before really waking up, realized that I didn't actually do this yesterday. I popped into Smite to see how well her abilities and design hold up in regards to her lore. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they actually hold up very well. Her first ability has this sort of slot machine kind of scenario. Mm Mm-hmm. Where you press it and sometimes you'll get a buff for your allies, other times you'll get a hindrance for your enemies. All right, and in that 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 parallels really nicely to the fact that, like in the actual myths and stuff, the 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 Baba Yaga, the Baba Yaga character is not always a malevolent figure. She's definitely uh, don't go to her unless you really absolutely yeah. positively need help, kind of thing. But like she she eats children. Yeah, and she's but she's a, not a cannibal, always the end. Anti- yeah. She, well, cannibal. I don't know. Is Baba Yaga human? I don't think uh, so. Gray line. She's she's humanoid. We'll go with we'll go with gray line. Now I gotta flip open the monster manual to figure out if she's considered human in in D and D. Here, I imagine in D and D she's probably elf. Oh, she's probably. I don't know. I'll look it while up. We're, while we're while we're on the topic of things she's appeared in. She made a appearance in the Hellboy comics and got into a bit of a tussle with the red the big red demon and lost because it's Hellboy. Yeah, that'll happen. She also kind of gained popularity and made an appearance in a, a few titles including video games like Rise of the Tomb Raider, 
The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, and TV shows like Supernatural and what I thought was interesting, Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated, the animated series. Sorry, what? She appeared in Miss in Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated. She appeared in I think Billy. two I think she appeared in two episodes. Billy. <laughs> was Do you know what this means? The main antagonist in air quotes. Now Billy, Billy, I need to know, was this the Baba Yaga or was this person in a mask? Because this happens in, in Scooby-Doo. Uh, I think it was just Baba Yaga. Because every it was na- the Baba Yaga. Every do you now know and what then, this means? Every now and then they do Scooby-Doo does dip actually into the paranormal. I know, I know. That's why I needed to know this, Billy, because again, do you know what this means? Uh, we can connect her to a bunch of other people. The Crunchiverse! The Crunchiverse is back, people! This is your this is your warning, listeners. Put on your tinfoil hats. Tinfoil hat time. Baba Yaga is in the Scooby-Doo universe, which means that Baba Yaga can be connected to the Marvel Universe as well as WWE, both of whom connect to Colonel Sanders and Captain Crunch. Baba Yaga's in the Marvel Universe. Baba Yaga's in the Crunchiverse. But who did Captain Crunch shoot? PepsiCo? 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 Yeah, Baba is... Yaga is a mythical creature, and she is technically not owned by any property. So, I want to see Captain Crunch go up against Baba Yaga. She, it, it, it was just straight up her. You even see the house. The chicken legs, yeah. The chicken leg house would be a phenomenal addition to the to the Captain Crunch commercial lore. I think also in one of those episodes they met Blackbeard. Think about it. That'd be beautiful. That'd be a wonderful addition. And now, obviously, you have to cartoonize it and stuff, make it kid friendly because you can't have child eating, grizzled, iron toothed witch. I I I don't love using the term witch. To describe Baba Yaga, I know she's kind of the the quintessential, but which is a term that's been so warped between the witch hunts and the flip side of the idea of witches, which are, you know, largely a benevolent peoples. But I really also don't entirely have another word to describe. I know I know how we describe her, spooky grandma. Well. Now, That's see, basically what her nickname tra- translates to. Her, why yeah. her name, what her name translates to, it was like terrifying grandmother. Yeah. It, well, the so Baba is is for is for grandmother. Yaga has a bunch of different sort of translations between from like snake like to crooked to spooky is the term I chose largely because then I can say that Bob Wick, Bob Bob Wick <laughs> John Wick's nickname is spooky grandma. Not as the series likes to purport, the Boogeyman. Although I did find I did find that there is a similar sort of figure. I forget what language Baba Yaga comes from. I think it's Russian. I don't think so. Maybe some Slavic language. It, a few of them. Yeah, where there is a similar word that's Baba Yaka, which is probably pronounced similarly to Baba Yaga, but you know Americanization, uh, which does translate more closely to. Like boogeyman. Either way, though, I'm so happy we were finally able to we were able to connect this. I was like, man, we were going on a good roll with all of these mascot themed episodes. I was really tempted to not to hold that bit of knowledge back, but I also felt like because you knew I was going to go off. I also was sitting there like, no, I have to. You do have to. 
So the Baba Yaga is not in the standard monster manual. I'm flipping through some of my other books, but she does not appear to be in those either. I know she's in D&D, but I can't I can't find her in any of the books I have on hand, which is fine. Oh no, I do have some fun things though. For one thing, so this terrifying woman, apparently at one point she rode a pig into battle against a crocodile. <laughs> and I've got art of this, and I don't mean fan art, I do mean like oh I just I like this little picture and we'll we'll post we'll post this when we post this episode on on our Twitter uh at deplorable. But it is just Baba Yaga riding into battle against something that's supposed to be an alligator. Now, to be fair, I don't think this artist has seen an alligator a day in their life, but it's a fun little drawing. I've drawn things like this back in, you know, 5th grade. It almost looks like a squirrel with like brunette hair. I, it kind of looks like some kind of Anubis or Ra situation to me. Yeah. I, like, I get those vibes from it. Uh, but yeah, no, that's her That's her little her little mortar. Wait, is the mortar or the pestle the bowl? The mortar is the bowl. The pestle is the... All right, the pestle. That's her, that's her little pestle, pestle in her hand. She's going to beat the uh, alligator to death with. Oh. Speaking of the pestle. Yes. I thought Smite was going to leave that out, but it, the so the pestle is in that game is her staff that she uses to attack the basic attack with. Yeah, D and D has a D and D in one of their most re- recent books that they released created a magic item that was not only based on Baba Yaga's mortar and pestle, but according like in in fiction in the lore of the game is Baba Yaga's mortar and pestle, and that thing can like change sizes and is a quarter staff and. Oh, that's fun. It's yeah, it is it's a lot of fun. What other abilities does Bobby Oggins might have? Because I feel like we can that'll that'll kind of give us a good branching out point to talk about her. We've already discussed her first ability, which is the like kind of you roll the dice and get an get a effect. Her second is also has that like randomized chance kind of thing, but it's not as chaotic. Okay. Her second ability when you use it, she creates a potion with three random ingredients, each of which mm. has a special effect. And then you can either cancel that ability with right-click or hitting the button again to store it to use later, or you can just toss it. Mm-hmm. Which does damage, or depending on the what she's put in there, like if she put a dragon scale in there, it'll slow the enemy god. Okay. I mean, yeah, she's definitely, like within the lore and the mythos and stuff, she's got a lot of kind of potion brewing and stuff. Uh, she also does, as we've already established, eat children, so... Yeah. There's that. I think her her third ability is my favorite, though. You charge up the the mortar for a little bit. Uh-huh. And then you just rock it off. You just fly dis- off into the distance? You just rock it off, like, two feet in front of you. You know, sometimes she also rides through the air in an iron kettle. Yeah, they... So one, one thing I do have with Smite is, in everything I've read, it shows her mortar as being more made out of wood uh-huh but in smite it well, appears to be made out of metal oh okay i gotcha that may be just because smite being a, like a video game that's more action oriented yeah it's they're trying to make her weapons appear more you know weapony a mortar and pestle is only intimidating when it's being wielded by the baba yaga i was also gonna say it's also i think they might be just taking everything they know, everything they've learned 
So like in some cases she does go around in a in a pot or cauldron. Uh-huh. And so they were just they just kind of mixed the two. Yeah. Which, you know, it's fine. I mean, you can't include everything. I, you know, I I was I was reading about about all of this stuff with the Baba Yaga riding on a mortar and pestle and and I couldn't help but wonder about the origins of the like the myths and legends surrounding witches flying on broomsticks. Because that seems like a striking parallel. Yeah. And from what I could find in my research, I don't know that we've actually linked those two things together. It seems like the majority of the Witches Riding Broomsticks legends stem more from a European, well, I guess, I guess Slavic would be European, but a more um, Western European, I guess, source. Back in kind of the witch hunty, the witch hunt kind of days, mm-hmm. whereas the obviously the the Baba Yaga legends come from more of an Eastern European sort of situation. The idea of the witches riding the broomsticks stemming more from from what I could tell from an aspect of um, an application of hallucinogens hmm. <laughs> to the skin in order to bestow these powers of flight. As I dance on the head of a pin around the issue. And so keep this show family friendly. Hello, this is Editing Mike here to just interject for a second in the episode. Just wanted to sort of point out that that last bit in regards to the theoretical, mythological, or I guess uh, rumored origins of witches flying on broomsticks came from um, questionable sources in the sense of there were definitely rumors that this was sort of how things like there were rumors made to this extent in regards to witches. However, considering the time period in which we're talking about, it's incredibly very highly likely that these rumors were started just as that, like they were started as rumors that sort of came from a, let's say, patriarchal structure. And while many sources nowadays will quote or reference these rumors as the origins to the legends behind witches flying on broomsticks, that may be a sort of very erroneous and mis- misunderstood bit of information. I think it is not unlikely that this is perhaps a rumor started because there were a lot of people uh, who were not so fond of witches at that time. And once they started that rumor, well, any hope of finding the actual origins behind the legends of, of witches flying on broomsticks became hopelessly mired in just that quagmire of... uh close-mindedness narrow-mindedness not racism but you get the idea with that cleared up back to your regularly scheduled programming she also had towels weaponized against her and i find that to be hilarious someone just run at her with a towel no run away from her with a towel oh so, uh, did you? I, I'm. Sh- I am sure, since this seemed to be like the biggest story featuring the Baba Yaga, 
Uh, I'm sure you've you kind of in your research found bits and pieces of the story of Vasilisa. Yes. Yeah. There's a there's a lot more to this story, obviously, but at one point, Vasilisa is this is kind of the heroine of the story, is escaping the Baba Yaga, and has has taken from Baba Yaga's house with her uh, a towel, a comb, and a brush. And during her escape, Vasilisa throws the towel behind her, and the towel becomes this big river, which the Baba Yaga can't fly over. She then throws the comb behind her, which becomes a mountain range, and the brush, uh, which becomes a dense forest that the Baba Yaga can't get through. It piqued my curiosity a little bit, that tidbit about the river, because obviously it's an enchanted river, so it could just be a property of the magic towel itself. But I'm curious as to whether or not Baba Yaga follows similar rules as to certain fey creatures or vampires where they can't cross running water. Hmm... And it's just the degree to which all of these myths and legends seems to be seem to be connected in one way or another. It it is it is forever interesting to me, eternally interesting. It does certainly raise some questions, and piques my interest as to whether it was more of like a she can't cross running water, or it was something to do with the towel. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. It's okay, though. Babiaga had a horde of uh, murder of crows uh, come along and drink the entire river, so <laughs> Babiaga found a way around it. Out of all the ways to solve a running water. Lots of crows. Just so many. Speaking of Babiaga and animals. Oh, yes. Did you hear about the tale where she apparently breeds horses so fast they can circle the world in a day? Oh, Billy, Billy... Your phrasing on that for I, mm, I didn't initially did not did not realize. I thought you were describing the speed of the breeding, not the speed of the horses. No, and I, I was terrified. I am talking about the speed at which the horses go. Yep, I'm following along now, but initially just. <laughs> uh, so. Just Firing the horses. Way the, the way the tale goes is this immortal soldier, I guess, would be the best. You know how a Matryoshka doll is the small doll inside of the medium doll? Mm-hmm. There is a per, a figure in the folktales that has his soul kind of trapped in that kind of scenario. Okay, Koshe the Deathless. Yeah, Koshe the Deathless, who I... Also, Sing made an appearance in Hellboy. He did. He also made an appearance in one of our previous episodes about dragons. He may be related to the Baba Yaga, like, biologically? We're unsure. Yeah. Um, it's certain iterations. Anyways, he steals this hero's wife and runs away. Mm-hmm. The hero, he's he's evil in this story. Yeah, he's not usually a super great guy. Sometimes he's like an anti-hero, but most of the time he's just kind of... A jerk. The hero of this tale goes and attempts to get his wife back, ends up dying. Oops. But his stepbrothers are apparently very powerful wizards. Oops. So they bring him back and then tell him, hey, go talk to Baba Yaga. So he goes and tells Baba Yaga and she proceeds to give him this horse and he just rides off, catches up to the 
Koshai the Deathless and mm-hmm. burns him alive and steals his wife back. Whoa! Baba Yaga, you're the one who gave Koshai the immortality. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you do? After I read that, I'm like, now I kind of understand why her abilities in Smite are so chaotic. <laughs> yeah, she's definitely, uh, you know, blessings in one hand, curses in the other. Speaking of her abilities, so her her passive in Smite is the house. Mm-hmm, yeah. Which will follow behind you and slowly build up essence that you can then heal yourself or give yourself a stack of an item. Okay. Her ultimate, however, is she jumps in the house and starts throwing fire with it. Yeah. Like the house just sprouts an arm and lobs some fire and then arm goes away. That seems fair. That one, that one, I, I actually, I don't have any good, uh, like it's definitely ba- strong Baba Yaga energy. Yeah. But um, I don't know that it necessarily feeds back into the mythology quite as strongly as some of the other, other abilities. Baba Yaga would definitely do that though. Up until then, I was like, okay, I can, this, this kind of follows through. And then I use that alt and I'm like, wait a minute, hold on. Now I have to double check, check. Did her house ever do this? Cause she lives in a forest. Man, Baba Yaga is just full of chaotic energy. There's another story in which Baba Yaga has weaponized magical swan geese, <laughs> where there's like this young girl who loses track of her younger brother. And in having a conversation with a talking oven tree and a milk river, we'll just skip over those three. She finds out that her younger brother was carried away by magical swan geese, courtesy to Baba Yaga. The young girl then finds her brother inside the Baba Yaga's hut. And in true Baba Yaga fashion, she has sets the girl to the task of spinning some flax, uh, at which point a mouse pops up to warn the girl that the Baba Yaga plans to, as usual, steam and eat the two children, steam the two children to death in the bathhouse, eat them, and then ride away on their bones. Because I I don't know, I guess Baba Yaga just makes bicycles out of bones now. Bone cycles. <laughs> dude, dude. That's pretty metal. Oh man, now I'm kind of imagining Biker Baba Yaga. Now hang on, Biper, Biper Biker Baba Yaga riding a Harley, one of those ones with, like the the chopper yeah tires, the struts on which are like made out of bone. Speaking of motorcycles, that would be very metal. In the worst possible segue, Baba Yaga appeared in the Marvel universe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and we f- did discuss this again, part of the Crunchiverse. Yeah, she so she appeared in the comics. Captain Britain number 11. Sorry, what? So... I'm going to need a little more context. So... I have not heard of Captain Britain, but I'm guessing... I'm, I'm... I'm... I'm putting some pieces together. Please explain. So we have Steve Rogers, Captain America. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. There's a captain for every different country. Mm-hmm. Is this a universe thing? Yes. Okay. There's a... There's a Captain Britain, a Captain... So there's a parallel universe in which Captain America was not Captain America, but in fact Captain Britain. I don't know if it's a parallel universe or if they're all just in the same universe. The difference between Captain Britain and Captain America, though, is Captain Britain can fly and actually has superpowers. Now, hang on. I would argue that Captain America does, in fact, have superpowers. Also, I love how every episode now is turning into a Marvel fan cast. It is, slowly. Well, they're all connected. We're talking about the Baba Yaga, who is in the Marvel canon. And the Scooby-Doo canon. She also appeared in Uncanny X-Men number 231 in 1988. Okay. Okay. And 
she appeared one more time in Herc number 10 in 2012. The problem, though, is in each of these different appearances, she's a different version of Baba Yaga. Oh, yeah, that reminds me. There's so like in in the normal mythos, Baba Yaga is sometimes like three sisters. Yeah, which during my research, someone actually I, I read somewhere that people were speculating that maybe in that tale where she gives that man that horse that can run across the horse, uh, run across the, the horse, run across the world in a day. That was mm-hmm. secretly a different Baba Yaga that just breeds horses. Yeah, that like there's a there is a podcast which has adopted a lot of aspects of the Baba Yaga myth myths. And this podcast is very centered around parallel like dimensions and worlds and things. And basically, the Baba Yaga in each of these worlds like has an awareness and knowledge, has the knowledge of the Baba Yagas in all of the other universes, just vastly diff- different temperaments depending on the world. Sometimes she's verging on kindly and is generally fairly helpful. Other times she's very um not. She's very interested in killing the the main the protagonists. And then other times she's kind of ambivalent, but she kind of wants to see what you're about to do, but she will kill you given the chance. There was quite a few stories where I read where it it basically just started with someone saying the wrong thing at the wrong time to her and she killed them. Bobby Aga seems to have two settings. Cryptic assistance that may or may not result in a monkey's paw sort of situation or steam the children, eat them and ride away on their bones. Like, that's the two settings that Baba Yaga has. And you want to stay on the cryptic help sort of setting as much as possible. But sometimes she's just going to go full on steam the children, eat them, and ride away on their bones. We did, we mentioned that she uses, she she rides around on a mortar and uses the pestle as sort of a rudder. Yeah. She also has a silver birch broom that she uses to remove her tracks. That's fun. That'd be a fun D&D item. She, as she's just flying away, she just sweeps up her tracks behind her. I wonder if Hagravens were inspired by Baba Yaga. Hagravens? Remind me of about Hagravens. Are we talking about D&D or... We're talking about uh, Elder Scrolls Hagravens. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. Or as they're I mean, otherwise like... known as the Glenmoral Witches. I, you know, I was thinking to myself, man, Hagravens. I know this. I know these. I know those pe- those those things. What are they? Uh, right. Skyrim. So what's the what's the deal with Hagravens? They they use the Hagravens are sort of your mystical spooky grandmas. Spooky grandmothers that live in the forest and perform rituals. Uh-huh. And I'm wondering if they're they were inspired by Baba Yaga because they do have similar facial features to her and instead of giving them each a house that runs around on chicken legs, I'm wondering if Bethesda said, "Okay, what if instead of... They were the chicken with, legs. <laughs> yeah, what if instead of house with chicken legs, they were just part bird? I don't know. See, it's oh, it's like a, it's like I was saying about how everything's kind of... All these lore and mythos things are kind of connected. Because yeah. there's a... There's the Western European I, like idea of witches as the, you know, the creepy older woman doing rituals and eating children seems very obviously inspired by the legends of Baba Yaga and the hag ravens. I feel take the idea of kind of 
the Western European interpretation of witches and twist it into the hag ravens. At least it's kind of what it seems, but it's hard to tell whether like what sections of mythology they're drawing from it. It really starts to get in, really starts to dig into the idea of creativity and creating new creatures and mythologies because the the creators of the Elder, Elder Scrolls franchise, the Elder Scrolls lore, they're drawing on all of these different mythological petri dishes, so to speak. You draw a little bit from Slavic roots. You draw a little bit from Western European folklore. You draw a little bit from uh, the right spot, 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 bleh, bleh, the right places in Asian folklore. And you create a whole new creature that is just as terrifying and horrendous as, you know, some of the worst monsters that these other places have come up with. So I did, after some digging, find a possible reference okay. to Baba Yaga in Skyrim. Right. During the quest of Knights of Remember, Sanguine's, I think Sanguine is his name. It's been a hot minute. Uh, his Daedra quest, the one that's, in itself, a reference to Hangover, the movie. Uh-huh. You, apparently, the player, while blacked out, marries a hag raven named Moira. And when you meet her, she's a hag raven who lives in a house that's on stilts. Which... All right. Skyrim houses don't traditionally belong on stilts. I, I would argue that most houses don't traditionally belong on stilts. People... Some people are saying that could be a reference, but also, it could just also be... We're supposed to draw a parallel between that and the stereotypical view of witches. Yeah. I don't know. It's so hard to say because there's all that speculation. Yeah. Kind of jumping back to the flying on broomsticks thing. I feel like... I feel like the the more widely believed reason for kind of the beginning of the um, legend of, of witches riding on broomsticks... I feel like that's probably more just due to the fact that the the story that was told is so sensational that everyone's going to want to talk about that. No one really cares about the the Baba Yaga, you know, despite the fact that the Baba Yaga is a much more interesting origin for the myth than drugs. And I I, I almost want to I almost wonder if that's not. I don't know. That just seems to be the kind of thing that can muddle or can confuse the origins of these kinds of legends. There's a reason why people study for decades about one legend in general, trying to just really dig into and uncover all of the all of the little bits and pieces and origins of it. Yeah. And we're over here doing trying to find the deepest stuff we can find in a week, sometimes three days, to be honest. Sometimes. Hey, life happens. Can't always uh, be on top of everything. If this were my, if this were my full time job, I would put a whole week into doing the research. Do you have anything else? Because I'm now out of topics to discuss. Uh, I mean, we could talk a little bit more about the story of Asilisa if we wanted to. Her, it's it's a tale that's kind of told and retold in a bunch of different iterations over over the years, as all good fairy tales do. Or, or myths or legends. One other thing that I just kind of found interesting was just the way that a cat, a dog, a gate, and a tree features amongst Baba Yaga's servants. Mm. Which a cat and a dog, sure, familiar is all that jazz, but a yeah. gate? 
Question yeah. Mark? In in this tale, Vasilisa, because of reasons, has to go to the Babiaga's house for a needle and thread. And the and she as Vasilisa walks up, the gate is all rusted, and Vasilisa finds a uh, an oil can, and she's like, "Oh, how how lucky! There's a little bit of oil left." And she oils the gate, and the gate swings open, nice and quiet. Vasilisa finds a, a dog guarding the front door to the to the chicken hut. Ooh, new restaurant idea. <laughs> the chicken hut. Now, hang on, hear me out. It's like the Pizza Hut, but it's purely chicken. And each location is on these giant stilts, and it will run away from you when you try to order food. <laughs> Unless a... you say the password. The password is the answer to the riddle, turn your back to the forest and face me. Which I think is how that was phrased in the actual Baba Yaga myth. Anyway, not the point. Uh, but the dog is all scrawny and stuff, and, and Vasilis is like, well, I got some meat and some bread, so that's good. And she gave that to the dog, and he was pleased. And Vasilisa was hanging out in Baba Yaga's house at that point, and Baba Yaga's doing her usual Baba Yaga thing of getting ready the bath nice and hot to, you know, steam the child, eat her, and ride away on her bones. And the cat, who is hanging out uh, next to the spinning wheel, as Vasilisa has been tasked to spin some yarn or flax or whatever, because that's Baba Yaga's apparently only strategy, Ad- admittedly, it's a very effective strategy. It has worked in it has almost worked in no less than three different situations at this point. But the cat's like, "Hey, you realize she's just going to eat you?" And Vasilis is like, "I, I mean, yeah, but what am I going to do?" And the cat's like, oh, "No, no, no, I'm sorry, I skipped a part." The cat was waiting for a mouse to come out of the mouse hole so that the cat could eat it because the cat was very scrawny. And Vasilis is like, "Well, hang on, I got some cheese." And solved that particular problem. Uh, so the cat was full at that point. Then this conversation happened regarding the cat and the girl. And um, the cat's like, well, you could try running away. Vasilisa is like, yeah, but she's just going to catch me. She can literally fly. And the cat's like, all right, all right, all right. Get the towel. Get the comb. Get the brush. And as you're running away, just fling them behind you. It'll Everything will be fine. And Vasilis is like, all right, that seems fine. And so she and so she runs. And Bobby Yaga's like, hey, are you still spinning that yarn? And the cat's like, yup. And Baba Yaga peeks her head around the corner. You're not Vasilisa. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me she was running away? And the cat's like, she fed me. You make me, you just give me water and then make me hunt for my food. And Baba Yaga ran out the front door and and says to the dog, why didn't you get the girl? And the dog's like, she fed me. You don't feed me. I wasn't about to kill her and stop her. And Baba Yaga keeps running and gets to the gate. And she's like, why didn't you stop her? And the gate's like, she she, she oiled my hinges and stuff. What do you want me to do? (laughs) You've never done that. I'm not going to help you. And then that is that is the chase scene, which resulted in the aforementioned towel becoming a river, the comb becoming a mountain range, and the brush becoming a forest as Vasilisa f- flings these things behind her and they transform. The Baba Yaga does not end up catching Vasilisa. This is a myth with a happy ending? A legend with a fairy tale with a happy ending, I guess? I just, the gate thing kind of got me. 
Yeah. Because, you know, fairy tales, you expect the cat to talk. You expect the dog to talk. The gate, the gate talking is the hinges, right? Like that's, that's the gate talking. So if it's hinges aren't squeaking, the gate's not hollering. Yeah. But then, but then the Baba Yaga comes up to the gate and is like, hey, why did you let her go? And the gate actually starts having a full on conversation. And at that point we're like, okay, well, fair enough, I guess. The gate is, by the way, made of bones and does have a skull on one of the pillars, but not like one of the stakes, but not the other as a threat. Because if there were, because Baba Yaga's like, I need another skull for my gate. Am I going to use yours? Or are you, or are you going to start talking a little more politely? Yeah. Because again, cryptic help, steam you, eat you, and ride away on your bones. Two settings. <laughs> ride away on your bones thing still gets me. I, every time, I love it so much. That's the energy I wish I could approach a life with. I'm picturing that scene from Saw where Jigsaw rolls around, rolls up on the little tricycle. Except... Oh no, you have just made me imagine a bone trike. A bone trike. Bone trike. Tricycle made out of bones. On my way to fight the skeleton war. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. I, is that everything? I think that's everything. That's about everything. I it's not well, let's clarify. It's not everything. It's not everything. Baba Yaga it's... is a is a long has a long tradition of myths and and legends associated with her. And has at least in recent history become a very very popular sort of pop culture icon, not just because of the Marvel stories, but I think people are are kind of hitting a a point in their fantasy where they just they're bringing back a lot of the old fairy tale creatures in new and more interesting ways. Yeah. Because you know, Disney kind of Disney took soap and a steel wool brush to all of these old myths and for a while we took a hard pivot like Disney cleaned up all of these fairy tales to the extent where they were saccharine almost. And then everybody was like, no, 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 no. These fairy tales were dark. And so they made the grittiest, most edgy reboots of these fairy tales that they could. But there was something still just a little less pure, I guess, about them. It just like they were trying too hard. But you don't need to try that hard. You can tell something closer to the story without... I know what it is. They were telling these gritty reimaginings of the fairy tales. They weren't telling a story. They were telling a story for it to be gritty and dark. And so it just made this kind of, it was overly seasoned. It was saccharine in the opposite direction, basically. Too much food coloring in the icing kind of situation. It was the fondant. So if if Disney made these fairy, if Disney coated these these fairy tales in like two inches of cream cheese icing, the the gritty reimaginings coated these fairy tales in a quarter inch of fondant, where it looked a little, it looked a lot closer to what the original myth was, but it was still just covered in nonsense and garbage. Covered in sugar-flavored Play-Doh, I say, as someone who actually does enjoy fondant in reasonable quantities. We really might not have to do uh, that episode on flavor crimes, because I'm realizing that I am a perpetrator of several flavor crimes. We might just have to, yeah. 
I have a food crime story to tell if we do do that. All right. Well, we'll have to hold on to that until next time. Thank you all for listening. Uh, feel free to get in touch with us at uh, on Twitter at Deplorable. That's where you're going to get most of your updates and all of your spoilers without context. Or if you have any suggestions or questions, you can also contact us at, at contact at gmail.com. And just again, thank you all for, for listening. I'm Michael Bastine. And I'm Billy Staples. And we will hear from you probably before next time if anybody tries to actually get in touch with us you will hear from us which is what i keep trying to say next time bye